Today, the eradication method of parasites. Uh, what does it actually take to achieve this? Today's video, you will be able to decide, is this for you? Starting with number one, this actually needs to be done from day one. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you got to tear down the tank and restart it. You know, you can actually pull the fish out and if we leave it fallow for six to 11 weeks, uh, you can actually just start over as if it was day one. The important part here is, if you're going to say, I am not going to do either one of those things, no matter what you say, you can check out right now and watch the next video on how do I manage the fact that they're either gonna be in there or uh, uh, most likely will be in there. Number two, you are going to perform a form of quarantine on all of the fish. Yeah, you know, the process of doing it, it's either gonna be a medicated QT in a tank like this, um, or there's another one that you could do with the tank transfer, um, but either way, it's gonna involve some sort of medications. Uh, with tank transfer, you're likely gonna be doing medicated dips um, in a medicated quarantine tank where it's actually set up. You won't have to do as many dips, but we will be doing them as well, um, but it's gonna be a little bit more all-encompassing. We're definitely not doing observation here. <laughs> we are going to assume that all of these fish have parasites and we're gonna get them off. Number three, you're gonna have to follow QT, all the coral that goes into it if it's a reef tank as well. Mm -hmm. What does it mean? So that means you're gonna set up a separate tank. It's just for coral, no fish. Ideally, you're gonna leave the coral in there for 76 days. Um, you know, there's a little bit of a gray area where you can put them in at different times if you're gonna rinse the ones and keep track of, you know, which ones went in when. But, um, you know, best practice is definitely just to do a batch 76 days, do another batch 76 days, and so on and so forth. Eradication takes a totally different level of attention to detail. The best practice here is what you should follow when you're doing uh, eradication, which means 76 days, put the coral in there, let it sit there the whole time. It will effectively starve off. Don't add more coral in the middle or it will reset that timer as part of best practice. Number four, the story is building. You have to follow QT 76 days, every last snail, every last crab, every last shrimp. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, all those things can still carry uh, fish parasites, particularly ick. Um, you know, the cysted stage of it, it can live on the uh, carapace of all those crustaceans. And, you know, it's just like adding a piece of rock or a frag plug or anything like that. Number five, this might be getting kind of old, but you're gonna to have to QT every last drop of water. No drops of water can transfer from one tank to another. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I always say is, if it's wet, it needs to be quarantined or in some way uh, prevented from cross-contaminating. You know, one of the things that I actually like to do is, once I take a fish from QT, I'll put it into a separate bath just for you know five, 10 minutes to rinse it in between to uh, mitigate that amount of water transfer. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to mess this part up that you put your hand in something, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you got a text from your buddy and then you put your hand in the other and you forgot, right? Yeah. So you just have to follow this at every last stage. Best practice is every last drop of water. Number six, the gold standard, man, is tough. The system actually has to be six to 10 feet from any other system. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, the, uh, the free swimming stages of the parasites are incredibly, incredibly small, which means they can actually aerosolize and actually move through the air uh, to another tank. Um, another great thing to do is maybe keep it in a separate room because I can't tell you how many times I've been doing a water change or I'm moving a fish and the fish is splashing, flinging water across the room. 
uh, something to think about. <laughs> yeah, so six feet if you have like almost no air movement in the tank or in the room. Ten feet is suggested if you have a like good a fan, or a fan in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, five micron uh, is like <laughs> dust. It, it will aerosolize and can travel. So uh, yeah, it can't be within six to 10 feet of any other system that has fish in it. Number seven, all that said, this is actually really easy for a single fish only tank. You have one fish only tank in your house. There's no reason not to do this. Yeah, you know, there's a lot less uh, opportunities for transmission, not doing inverts, not doing the corals. Uh, it's really just QT the fish, and then when you're bringing them from QT to the display tank, maybe rinse them off before they go in there, and it should be pretty straightforward from there. Yeah, I mean, you don't have all the complications of corals and the desire to add another coral at another date. Uh, you went to uh, your favorite reef of Palooza, came home with four corals. You don't have all of those complications. And, and in fact, if I want to add another fish, man, all I got to do is set up another one of these small quarantine tanks, do the process, and I can add it in a few weeks. Yep. There's no reason not to do this if you have a single fish-only tank in the house. It's absolutely possible, totally reasonable to do. Number eight, for a reef tank, you are a rare bird if you choose this method, man, because it takes a lot of work. I mean, to do it perfectly all the time for years, every last coral that goes into the tank, this is a difficult commitment to make. Yeah, you know, I mean, the uh, easy way to go about it is source coral where uh, they have them in fishless systems. You know, a lot of times when corals are coming in, they go to wholesalers that don't sell fish, um, you know, or get them from places that farm the coral, you know, and the fish that went into those systems were quarantined properly first. Uh, those are all types of things you can ask your retailer before you buy. To be honest, I haven't ever seen anybody that has marketed this as such, <laughs> and if they did it, they would probably market it. It's a new avenue. Yeah, but if this was on uh, in a farm that didn't have any fish and it was just coral, uh, in there, uh, I would market the hell out of this because this is perfect for the person that wants to, you know, practice eradication, wants a source of sustainable coral that also doesn't have parasites on it, guarantee because there's no fish in this facility. Otherwise, you are going to quarantine every last coral from here uh, all the way on out. There are absolutely people that do it. I will say though that a lot of the people that do this do it for other reasons as well, meaning they don't want little red bugs in the tank, they don't want coral parasites, they don't want Tasia. nudies, they don't want aptasia. <laughs> you know, there are other reasons to do this, uh, but this is an exercise of, you know, extreme patience uh, and uh, it is going to be rare. Yeah. Number nine, this is a sad, sad moment. It's even if you make it through all of that practicing eradication, you should also practice parasite management because all of this is imperfect. Yeah, you know, again, we're dealing with live things and uh, it's just impossible to predict how they're gonna behave, how they could potentially get transmitted. I mean, you know, this could be something so simple as, you know, you touch your quarantine tank in the morning and then you went out for lunch, you went and did some other things, then you put that same tank or same arm or hand into that tank without washing it first. You know, it's just, there's so many possibilities for exposure. It's just, um, 
That really does mean, through, <laughs> after all that effort, you said, this is for me, I can do this. Mm -hmm. We have to accept that we're all human and we all make mistakes. And you really never know if even somebody else in the household could have touched something and then touched another yeah. thing. Really a good method for getting rid of that problem of like, oh, I put my hand in that tank. Use gloves, they actually do make uh, disposable gloves that go all the way up to uh, like your shoulder. Um, Easy fix. I find gloves actually a reminder uh, of don't do anything. Uh, but in that case, you still want to practice management, meaning diet, uh, parasite population control, a bunch of other things that we'll uh, hit on in the next episode. So that's what's coming up next. Disease and parasite management. Assume it's in there, right? Mm -hmm. This is probably the area where we can find the most progress for the hobby. This is the thing that almost everybody can do. Probably only 10% of people are doing really well meaning somewhere between that 10 and the 90 with the eradication over here, uh, we're going to find all of that progress and eventually work our way to that gold standard as a hobby playlist right here.